It's the Larry Kudlow Show. Free market prosperity starts here. Now, here's Larry Kudlow. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is the Larry Kudlow Show. And we bring on Mark Calabria, who's now the Cato Institute Senior Advisor and co-founder of Cato Center for Monetary and Financial Alternatives. Uh, Mark was a former director of the Federal Housing Finance Agency, and uh, he's got a good book out. It's called Shelter from the Storm, How a COVID Mortgage Meltdown Was Averted. Uh, Mark, welcome back. Uh, I want to talk to you about, you know what, this crazy mortgage business. It's kind of like it isn't even take from the rich and give to the poor. It's take from the middle class and give to the poor. So let me get this right. If I have a if I built my FICA score up, let's say I'm recovering from the COVID. I might have lost my job, but I've recovered. I've got my my FICA score back up to 680. Or 700, and I built up a nest egg so I can make a down payment of 15 or 20 percent on a house, which is the American dream. The uh, Biden administration is going to penalize me. They're going to penalize me for playing by the rules and working hard and all the rest of it. What is up with this? You, I mean, this is from the uh, this is from the Federal Housing Finance Agency, which you ran. Under Trump, what what are these people doing? Well, I mean, Larry, fundamentally, they want to push us all toward everybody paying the same same price for risk. And, and you and you touched upon a great point, which is, you know, despite probably a common perception that poor risks are low income, uh, you and I probably know lots of high income people who have poor credit. Mm, <laughs> you yes. know, and, and it's only a loose correlation at best. And this is really an attempt to, to force better credit. And again, as you've talked about, you know, people who have spent their life paying their bills, doing the right thing, playing by the rules so that they can have that 800 or 850 credit score, you know, and being forced to cross subsidize you know, people who haven't, people who haven't learned. And again, not dismissing tough things that have happened to people sometimes, but again, this push away from having the price of credit reflect the actual risk. And it does reflect the risk. Uh, borrower credit scores are extremely good predictors of default. So mm-hmm. this is this is the science. And, and again, the view of the administration largely is that it's all luck. You know, if you have, you know, an 850 credit score, it's just because you, you, you lucked out. You know, you had great parents or, you know, you woke up one day and suddenly you're a good credit. They don't look at this in terms of you've done the right thing, you've played by the rules. And, of course, it's important to keep in mind, you know, you and I, economists, and maybe interest rates are prices. And if you're paying a lot more for a mortgage because you might have not have good credit, that's an important signal to you, the borrower, that maybe you should spend some time fixing your credit. And we know that when you mess with prices, when you mess with the, with the price of risk, People themselves make bad decisions. So this isn't even good for the borrowers at the end of the day. It's going to lure a lot of people in who aren't ready for homeownership. And we should really certainly take you know pride in the fact that throughout the Obama administration, you saw eight years of declining homeownership. And I believe Obama was the first president in history where the black homeownership fell over his term. Mm. That changed during Trump. And why did it change? Because we created an, an era of prosperity, of job growth income growth. We didn't do it with gimmicks in the mortgage market. We made it sustainable. Uh, and again, you see all of that thrown away. 
And they're really just trying to reverse this where it's just pushing anybody into a loan, regardless of risk, and hope it all works out. Mark, I mean, I thought we learned 15 years ago during the financial meltdown and the meltdown of Fannie and Freddie, which was bailed out by nearly $200 billion. $191 billion was the number we found. But um, I thought we learned that, you know, if, if, if people can't afford a mortgage, just giving it to them with subsidies will put them in a bad spot. They'll default. They'll go bankrupt. And meanwhile, the loan will go sour. And that's what did Fannie and Freddie in. I mean, I thought I thought we learned all that. <laughs> you, you and I certainly did. And back and, uh, you know, the rest of Washington did not. I mean, and you're 100 percent right. This is bad for the taxpayer. Ultimately, it's bad for the borrower. It's one of the reasons why, you know, it, 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 the, the, the reprivatization of Fannie and Freddie and getting them to be private companies, that's got to be completed because else they're just going to be looked at as slush funds that can be used for, for redistribution in the same way the student loan program. There are many of us who said, you know, back in 2009-2010 that when the government took over the student loan program, it wasn't going to end well, you know, and here we are. And so you need to get these things back into the private sector and, you know, there's this, I think, myth out there that somehow all the bad practices of 2008 went away. But, you know, in the last two years, you've seen the administration open up the credit box. They've really brought back a lot of troublesome policies. These, you know, I think one of the reasons that families, one of the reasons, not the only, but many, one of the many reasons that families did so well during COVID in terms of surviving that shock is because we spent a lot of time getting people into good loans. We mm. improved the credit quality standards. And of course, you know, 2019 was the best economy of my lifetime. Mm. And, you know, I'm a little younger than you, so if mm. you have a memory there. But, you know, we really put people on a strong foundation. And this is the thing that's just heartbreaking. They're setting a lot of people up for failure. I mean, again, it's bad enough what's going to happen to the taxpayer. It's bad enough what's going to happen to the financial system. But a lot of these families are going to be lulled into, like, getting getting into a mortgage. And as we all know, the mortgage, the housing market is deflating now. So it's, you know, you're getting people in at the absolute worst time. Mm. They're not going to be building equity. Uh, you know, we may or may not see a recession. So if they lose their job, they're potentially going to lose everything they put into the house. So this is a time where you want to try to help people survive what may be a stressed environment rather than putting them at risk. So, I, I, you know, again, but this isn't a one-off, as you and I have touched upon. This reflects a general philosophy from this administration that if you've got good credit, you didn't earn it, you just somehow it happened to you, you didn't build that, as uh, mm. some of our friends have said, um, but that, you know, it's sort of a, a subsidy, the entitlement, and that the financial system is not meant as an allocator, uh, efficient allocator of risk. But in their mind, this financial system is just another way to redistribute subsidies. Um, Mark Calabria, who's at Cato now, used to run the Federal Housing Finance Agency. The book is Shelter from the Storm, How a COVID Mortgage Meltdown Was Averted. Mark, in the last minute or so, I mean, this is consistent, I think, with the socialist philosophy, central planning philosophy. They always rearrange the deck chairs. Uh, take from the rich, give to the poor. But in this case, I think it's take from the middle class and give to the poor. And, and, and absolutely, because I mean, for instance, I mean, even though I guess the loan limit for Fannie and Freddie now is up to a million, but so anybody who's the super wealthy, a predominantly buy homes with cash, actually don't yeah. really take mortgages. Yeah. Uh, and if they are taking mortgages, it's jumbo. 
So this really is a redistribution from the middle, upper middle class. Mm. Uh, you know, and even within that, as you touched upon, it's a redistribution from those who've done the right thing and built good credit to those who haven't. Yeah, it's a really bad policy. Anyway, Mark Calabria of Cato Institute, thanks ever so much for clarifying that. Folks, we'll take a quick break. And on the other side, uh, media personality Joe Concha, my pal, he'll come on. We're going to talk some more politics. I'm Kudlow. We'll be right back. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.